0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Blade Hockey Podcast, episode 53 of said podcast. Um, we I just wrapped up the uh, 2020 free agency out, uh, little overview um, over all the teams, uh, finished up the Atlantic Division, and now we are back to normal with the whole signing straights, all that. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive in. Uh, first off, uh, going to signings. Uh, Detroit Red Wings have, uh, re-signed for Sam Gagne, or Gagner. Goddamn uh, to a one-year eight hundred and fifty k contract extension. So, uh, just keep them around. Um, they still have a lot of money to spend, and they're still under the cap floor, for sure. So, uh, expect more signings and moves, um to come with that uh i know yeah there's an awful lot of on uh, detroit red wings in this episode for sure so uh it won't be the first time you uh won't be the last time you hear them uh about them in this uh episode uh national predators have re-signed forward michael mccarron to a one-year two-way contract where it's 700k at the nhl level and 300k at the ahl level Uh Montreal canadiens re-signing defenseman jeff petrie to a four-year uh twenty five million dollar contract extension with an AAV of six point two five million. Uh he currently I believe he's still if I can find the uh if I can find the um deleted for here. Um I can't find it. But yeah, I know I know he's under contract this year. Um, for sure so um, then he's just going to be there for four more years on top of the season so cool uh, also over on the Montreal Canadiens Montreal Canadiens re-signing forward Jake Evans to a two year $1.5 million contract extension uh, AAV of $750k um, however that's the only average annual value uh, the first year of his deal is a two way deal uh worth 700k at the NHL level and uh 225k at the AHL level uh the second year of that deal is 800k so uh he will only have to worry about uh not being waver- uh, waverable uh next season but season after that if he gets sent uh sent up and then sent back down and he'll have to go through waivers and all that fun shit so um yep Montreal Canadiens and making the moves. Uh, and speaking of moves, we have trades. Uh, Detroit Red Wings again. On the episode. Woo woo. Uh, acquiring defenseman Mark Stahl from the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, and a 2021 second round pick uh, in exchange for future considerations. Um, so, <clears throat> and since, well, even though the Rangers are getting first overall pick... <laughs> Uh, this coming draft, um, even though the Red Wings probably should have, but got snubbed. Um, the Rangers pick for the second round definitely isn't going to be a high one. So, um, just putting that out there. Um, so I, uh, I do wonder what those, uh, feature considerations will be that the Red Wings will send back uh the Rangers way but I don't expect it to be too much of anything really. Uh maybe a couple uh lower tier picks but that's for the future considerations to uh, figure out. Uh Penguins uh, they, uh yeah Pittsburgh Penguins acquiring defenseman Mike Matheson and forward uh Colton uh Skier uh Schavier, Schavier. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. Uh, but they're from the Florida Panthers in exchange for Patrick Hornquist. Um, and Matheson is signed through 2526 with an AAV of 4.875. Um, and the other guy that I can't pronounce his last name, uh, his deal runs through uh, this net upcoming season uh, with 1.2 million. And Patrick Hornquist's deal, I want to say it's about. Something million. Um, I want to say he has a couple more years on that. Um, we also find it interesting. I don't know if I found it on Instagram or if it was on Twitter, but uh, apparently someone took a picture outside of uh, Patrick Hornquist's house and saw all of his uh, saw his uh, penguins gear just thrown out on his uh, driveway um, with like all the pads and everything. So uh, I don't know if that's someone I. Uh, someone just being like, ha ha, you know, he's, he's really taking it, uh, taking it, uh, you know, too far, like not being a good sport about it or anything, but, um, whether it be true or not, um, I found that kind of, uh, hilarious, um, uh, that and the fact that he came out and was like, cause since I want to say he had no trade or no, yeah, a no trade clause that he had to basically be like, yeah, I kind of, you know, we need you to, Tell us what teams um, want, you know, that you want to get moved to. And he uh, was saying, like, well, it was an easy choice for me to go to Florida because the Penguins didn't want me. And, uh, you know, that sound bite, you know, you can take it a whole bunch of different ways. But, um, big thing is, is that uh, he's not, it, it seemed that he didn't take it too well. But,. Hopefully, you know, he's something that the Panthers need to, uh, you know, get back in the playoffs and start to get some success in the playoffs. Um, He's a very good net front presence for sure. Um, Big body in front, taking beatings in front um, of the net. He's not he's not that guy that's going to really, you know, you know, go uh, zone to zone and, you know. Breakaways or anything like that, but you know he he can produce uh, reliable numbers. So I mean he's getting paid a a, a a little bit of a premium for it, but I mean gets the job done. That's all it that really matters, honestly. And is the fact that uh yeah he just he gets the job done. Uh, good good pickup. I I like for the Panthers. I do like this pickup for sure. Now we get to talking to uh, the buyouts. Uh, now we have two corners, it seems to be, on the, on the show, at least for the off season. We have our retirement corner, uh, which we don't have anyone this time around, but, uh, just wait, you'll, 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 you'll get somebody. Um, that and the buyout corner. Um, as people are buying out contracts, and then they can alleviate some cap space. Now, one team that definitely doesn't need to alleviate cap space, but fuck it, let's freaking alleviate some more. Uh, Arlo Sanders, uh, we saw this one coming, honestly, we honestly did, honestly. Um, Auto Sanders, first off, they placed Bobby Ryan on unconditional waivers for the purpose of being uh, bought out, which then cleared said waivers, 7.5 million on the books, I'd imagine that clears waivers. Um, he has cleared it. And he is bought out. So for the next two years, uh, Bobby Ryan will be getting paid 3.583 million for the next two years, and then the following two after the, that, uh, he'll be getting 1.833 million for those two years after the first two, because he has four years of getting paid. Uh, Pierre Dorian saying that This was a decision that Required a lot of consideration I call bullshit there Uh, Bobby's long been a deserving Fan favorite in Ottawa uh, Especially when his return happened Uh, While we're appreciative Of his efforts on the ice It's outweighed by how proud we are Of him for the courage That he has Demonstrated off and On it Off of it yeah off of it As we continue to take strides in our rebuild, this decision was one that we felt was best for our organization. We wish him and his family the best as he moves forward. Someone pick up him, please. Don't pay him the 7.5. But the way that he played when he came back from, you know, getting the help that he needed. he, uh, He looked pretty damn solid. And also his first game got a, uh, a hat trick too. So don't know if that's a consolation for anything really. Um, but you know. Solid, he's a solid forward. I know yeah that deal was definitely a bad deal. For sure. I see why they built, a bottom out. But at the same time. It's kind of shitty. That they did. They only had two more years left. They had a fuck ton of cap space. They could have done it. They could, could have they just swallowed the pill. And have been fine with it. But old Eugene, you know, is all about saving that money also cause he probably doesn't have any really too much or at least he keeps losing it from what I under from what I've been hearing. But um Ottawa needs to figure their shit out. I hope and and Bobby Ryan's just a casualty and that and I hope that he uh finds another team and uh and fast, uh, once free agency opens up, I'd imagine he gets picked up uh, fairly early in the in the uh, free agency. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't he's definitely not getting paid seven point five, but but yeah, he'll get picked up for sure, no doubt in my mind there. And other news: Detroit Red Wings in the uh, in the news for the third time. In the episode. Woohoo! hoo uh, They have uh, stated that they are not offering defensemen Trevor Daly or Jonathan Erickson new contracts. So, uh, looking to get younger, faster, and uh, more lethal on uh, the defense, it looks like. Which, another team that uh, definitely has cap space as they're also under the cap floor right now um but this is uh stevie y just making them deals um moves to uh and decisions to better this franchise franchise that he's won multiple cups with and uh kind of an icon for them and uh looks to bring them back to the promised land of playoffs and cups and all of that Now, how fast that goes, we'll see. But them, but him, you know, taking Daly and Erickson basically off of the, like, even though they, I want to say they needed new deals, yeah, yeah, they needed new deals anyway. Um, they uh, look to look elsewhere for defense, uh, defenseman. Now, defenseman, I don't really know if there's going to be that much of a good crop. Of anyone to pick up, but we'll see what they have, uh, what the their uh, farm teams have for them waiting in the in the streets. But uh but yeah, Detroit Red Wings will be a team to watch in the offseason for sure. Uh, another team to be looking at for the offseason for sure. Winnipeg Jets. Their defending, uh their defense core uh, definitely needs a facelift on the fact, or uh, not even oh. I'll back up. They need to sign their decor in general because they only have like four guys signed. Everyone else needs new deals. Majority of that damn team needs new deals, and the Winnipeg Jets could definitely quickly find themselves back in the rebuilding category, which I went over on the Central Division. Um, review episode of this podcast. If you want to listen to that and you haven't listened to that, by all means go. It's there for you to listen to. Um, and also, if you just want to go to the Winnipeg part, I have the timestamp on there so you can go fast forward to that part. At you know, I'm looking out. For, I'm l- looking out for the listeners, um, putting them timestamps down so um, you can find shit easier. But yeah, Winnipeg Jets apparently are serious about listening to uh offers for patrick lining i know this has been kind of like a thing um ever since the whole is a uh, is elc expired and the fight for getting him a deal along with kyle connor getting a deal but kyle connor looked to get a little bit of a better deal than line and line a is basically voicing a dis- displeasure about being in winnipeg um but yeah, per Pierre LeBron and Darren Dreger, um, the Winnipeg Jets are looking to potentially move Line A. Um, with the Columbus Blue Jackets being a team of interest, apparently. Uh, since they have the cap room for it. Um, I mean there's a lot of other teams that have the, the cap space for it. I do I mean the Columbus Blue Jackets and Line A makes sense to me. Um, uh, for because sure, the def- the decor they have, you know, is Pretty damn solid. They're goaltending with Merlincolns and Corposalo. Uh, you know, if as long as they're building off of their success this past year, they should be in a good spot. But Patrick Linate, nice shot in the arm. Because since, ever since losing, not only Panarin, not only Dezingle, but also Duchesne, you know, a guy like Patrick Linate. I mean, I know he's a hot and cold guy. But maybe, you know, a uh, especially with a coach like Tortorella there, freaking just screaming down his freaking throat like yeah screaming down his neck Who you could probably uh just the heat radiating off the torch could uh make sure that he never goes cold again because <laughs> i know he's a hot you know yeah hot and cold guy but um but also with hot cool guys yeah you have a risk but let's see um i would i would be surprised if the Jets move on from line A, But it's just a matter of what you're going to give up. Pick. And there's definitely going to be a first, at least a first rounder in there. Maybe two. There's going to probably be two first rounders. Maybe another second. On top of that. Maybe. And, you know, a decent guy that's, you know. Um, which I found the Winnipeg Jets. I'm looking for, for defense. Maybe a... a a good defenseman um top four defenseman along with those picks or a uh, top six forward with all those picks but uh yeah keep your eyes on uh, Winnipeg for sure um, this offseason. but yeah um we'll take a quick break, quick break and then we're we'll going to our stat check kick um and our uh look over the Stanley Cup Final so far. Alright, so back at it with your stat check. Uh, Focusing on Joe Pavelski, which then will also segue us into the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. But uh, we'll stay in the Cup Final, because we don't say Finals. Um, First off, Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final, Joe Pavelski uh, joined the likes of one, uh, Maurice Richard, ever heard of him, Wayne Gretzky, ever heard of him, Brett Hull, also ever heard of him. For most goals in the playoff year by a player of age 36 or higher. Uh he now well he t- as of game 4 he tied uh Maurice Richard with 11 goals in a playoff year by a player of age 36 or higher. Uh last night Yeah, last night's game, game 5, uh he makes it 12. So he is the sole holder of that uh, record Because Maurice Richard got 11 in 1958, Wayne Gretzky got 10 in 1997, and Brett Hull got 10 in 2002. Joe Pavelski now has 12 in 2020. Uh, and also, Joe Pavelski, with Game 5, uh, becomes the sole leader for most playoff goals uh, by an American-born player, uh, Mike Badano former uh, Dallas star with 58 Uh, Joe Mullen uh, with 60 and Joe Pavelski 61 goals so far and uh, looks like he ain't stopping uh, anytime soon which then will then once again as I mentioned segue us into the finals Tampa Bay currently leads the Dallas stars 3-2 in their uh, series Um, which I was kinda worried so far, I'm getting a, I was a little worried. Uh, the Tampa, uh, I was just gonna take this in four or take this in five. Um, but also, I was a little bit worried of making this episode now. Although, now that I say that, uh, expect probably another one like very soon, being like, oh, congratulations, Tampa, Are you won, woohoo. Um, instead of just sitting on this for a little bit, i you know, I just might as well just, you know. Make an episode about it. So game one. Dallas won that one. Four to one. Uh, game two. Uh, Tampa Bay won that series. Uh, that game three two. Although. I woke up. I'm like. All right. You know, it was a close. Close game. But then you look. At, uh, in the order of when the school scored. Then you knew. That it actually wasn't as close as it was. Uh, ap- appeared to be. Because Tampa. Was leading that game three two, uh three nothing. And then. T- uh, the D- Dallas stores, uh, Stars. Stars scored two unanswered to bring it up to 3-2, but they still lost. Uh, Game three, Tampa Bay won 5-2. Game four, Tampa Bay won that game 5-4 in overtime. Uh, Game five, yesterday, Dallas wins their game 3-2 in uh, two overtimes. Uh, With the breakdown of that game, of game five, uh, Corey Perry, which is here's the theme of the uh, The newly acquired, you know, older players that people were questioning while they signed them. Corey Perry uh, scored at 1752 to make it 1-0 stars with uh, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Alexiak getting the the assist on there. Second period, Andre Palat ties it up with the assist from Kucherov and uh, Braden Point at 437 of that second period. Third period, uh, Mikhail uh, Sergeyev gives the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning the lead. Uh, with an assist by Braden Point at 338. Joe Pavelski tying it up 2-2 uh, with Miro Heiskanen and Tyler Sagan tying it up at 13-15 uh, which then has to go to overtime. Overtime wasn't long enough so go to 2 OT, t with uh, Corey Perry uh, winning it off the ba- uh, rebound for Dallas Stars to win uh, with an assist by Joe uh, John Klingberg and uh, Tyler Sagan. Sagan on all three Dallas Stars goals uh, so it looks like he's starting to uh, really awaken uh, on the offense even though he, he wasn't getting the goals he's still getting assists even though uh, he only has one primary and two secondary assists but still assists regardless still points. Uh, 923 is a 2 OT, t where they uh, win that and uh, I ask you Dallas Stars if you're going to w- if if you're going to go through the effort <laughs> of going to two OT and, um, and making this to where like oh we're not we're might be down but we're not out yet, you better fucking win. Please, win. If the Tampa Bay Lightning win, it will without a shadow of a doubt prove that my deployment jinx is real I am not very superstitious in a lot of things but the stats don't lie on almost all the people that I want to win they don't win out here Vegas can't win or at least win when I want them to win The Blues can't win. Freaking, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Dallas Stars are behind 3 2 in their series. Please, for the love of God, Dallas, you know, pull something out of their ass, out of your ass. Win game six. Bring this to seven. And win. Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> I am begging you. Please win. Um now am I going to get all pissy if t- Tampa Bay wins? No, cuz Reagan Pat Maroon gets a- another another cup and back to back years, mind you. But still I uh I'm pulling for the Stars and I hope they win. So um so then well, Ben Bishop can get a cup as well as uh, Joe Pavelski, because since he was with the Sharks, couldn't couldn't pull the the deals, couldn't get it done. But uh, Stars giving them an opportunity to do so, and uh, also the Stars are kind of a, the the franchise for uh, you know established, you know American-born players that need you know a cup to go to. Like Mike Bonanno, uh, even though he was always a star, won his cup there. Um, freaking, um Brett Hull coming to the uh, Dallas Stars and winning in 99, um, so on and so forth. But uh, I hope Dallas can pull, pull it in together and win. Uh, Their next game is, because they had game four and game five back to back, which definitely is tiring for sure. But next game, whenever my thing wants to load, because internet sucks, uh, will be Monday, September 28th. Uh, I believe at seven. I want to say at, at I want to say at seven p.m. Central. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three. Yeah. So seven p.m. Central time on uh, Monday, September twenty-eighth, be game six, and if necessary, game seven will be Wednesday, September thirtieth, the last day of the month. Um. By the end of the month, we will have ourselves the 2020 Stanley Cup champions. So then. I can stop telling people on this uh, podcast um, or introducing the Blues as your 2019 Stanley Cup champion at St. Louis Blues. That meme will die when the new champion is crowned. But until then, it shall live on. So, barring a outbreak in the bubble, <laughs> we will have ourselves a... Uh, a new champion by the latest Wednesday uh yeah, Wednesday night. Uh by the latest. And then we'll be focusing full sights ahead for uh the the draft as well as the uh free agency because free agency is gonna be absolute hell for sure, but yeah. Go stars And that's the episode. So don't forget to rate and subscribe at uh your favorite podcasting service, whether that may be the Apple Podcast, Spotify, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and expect the next episode to basically give you the winner of the cup. So if it's going to be Tampa Bay, expect one in about two days, two three days. Um, but if it's Dallas, then yeah, it'll probably be a week. Or if it goes to seven and Tampa still wins, it'll be probably October 1st when the the next episode comes out. But anyway, uh, rate and subscribe. And once again, go Stars. We're not going home! (laughs)